Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take a bow, finish on top. I'ma set the standard. Don't believe me? You could check the standings. When I draft, I make smart selections. Got more sleepers than a narcoleptic. Meet your match, kid. My lineup's nasty. It's far fetched thinking you might catch me. No surprise, I'm taking home the prize. Only time I rest is a playoff five. Welcome to episode 20 of the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational Podcast. I am Justin Mason, lead writer and analyst at FriendsOfFantasyBenefits.com. Welcome back. We have taken way too much time off. I apologize. Unfortunately, I've been moving over the course of the last month, but I'm finally in my new place uh, and my recording equipment is set up so I can get back to this. And we have a great show for you today. We have Andrew Lamont from Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports. You can always he also hear her on Sirius XM with Lenny Melnick during the baseball season. Uh, I have a lot of other great guests coming on in the next couple weeks. We've got Tim McLeod of Prospects 361. Tim is a fantastic guy in the industry. As well as Van Shipley coming on the week after that. And I'm sure if you listen to Fantrax podcasts, you know of Van Shipley because he seems to be everywhere right now. But this week we have Andrea. We're going to get to her in one minute. I want to kind of talk about some of the things that have been going on since... Uh, we kind of uh, had to take a little bit of a hiatus due to my move. Uh, first and foremost, I'm setting up a a website for the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. It is tgfbi.com. Uh, again, that's tgfbi.com for the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational website. It's a place where you can go and kind of check out the standings, check out any podcasts that have been done on it, not just for this one, but for really any uh, podcast that gets done. I'll put a link on there so people can hear other people within the industry that are talking about the Invitational and kind of hear what they are, uh, what they think about their teams or what they what they've been doing or how things have been going. Uh, also, I'll, I'll link articles on there. Uh, I hope to start kind of blogging about the Invitational and the process uh, next season. So we're going to be taking things up a notch. We've also started a Facebook fan page. For the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, so go search that out. Uh, and yeah, that that's a lot of the cool stuff that's been going on behind the scenes, uh, starting to get prepped for next season. If you want to sign up for the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, there's a link on the website, tgfbi.com. 
Uh, if you think that you deserve to be in and that you uh, can take down this great list of fantasy industry analysts uh, that have been in this season, go in, sign up, and uh, I'll, I'll try to get you in for the next one for next season. It's going to be bigger. This year was 195 participants. Next year, I'm guessing, is going to be closer to 300 or maybe even uh, larger than that. Uh, and for those who are wondering what are the requirements to get into the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, it's to be an industry analyst. It's to produce some sort of contact within the industry. If you're not doing that, you can't get in. But there's always great ways to get in. You can start your own blog, start your own podcast. You can reach out to uh, websites uh, like Friends of Fantasy Benefits who are always taking on new people uh, with without uh, experience. Uh, there are a lot of other great sites out in the industry that do that as well. Um, and uh, I'll, maybe I'll put a link to like job postings or something like that where people uh, in, within the industry want to uh, figure out ways to get in. You know, maybe uh, TGFBI can be a way uh, for you to find out what's out there. So uh, definitely check that out. But first and foremost, let's have our conversation with Andrea Lamont from Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports. Joining me now is Andrea Lamont from Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I was wondering when it was going to be my turn to get on your show. You knew it was going to happen, though, right? There, there, well, there, I, I have to have you on at least once a season to you know talk about wh whether it's on the Friends of Fancy Benefits podcast or this one or Tout Wars Hour. I got to get you on because I think you are an important member of the industry. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I was hoping, my hopes were up. I was kind of getting a little worried towards, you know, it's getting to be late in the season. I thought, when's Justin Mason ever going to invite me to be on a show? So thank you very much for that, and I appreciate it. Unfortunately, it's been a, a interesting year. I just finished moving, so had to take the last almost month off of the podcast. But we're back in full uh, effect and uh, full force, and having you on, I think, is a great way to kind of re-kickstart for the last month of the season. So why don't we uh, why don't we talk about your invitational team? How is your invitational team doing? Uh, not so good. This is one of my, I mean, like literally I think that I have the all bust team in this league. I, I, but there's a couple good picks. And like, and in fact, like my last pick was Eduardo Escobar. It was round 28. Turned out to probably be my best pick in the draft. I mean, it honestly, I drafted Luis Castillo. I drafted... Jonathan Scope. I drafted Rizzo. Uh, I, I really just didn't have a good season as far as like the. I don't feel that bad. Like I don't feel like I made a ton of mistakes. I just picked the wrong players, you know. Yeah, and that happens. And hey, you're still doing better than I am, so that, that's, that's always true. a good thing. Uh, my you team know, is just um, sucking. One of the best things about this league uh, is that you had. Some I was it Smata that did it uh, made a big Google spreadsheet at the mm -hmm. beginning of the season when we did the drafts and it was really pretty cool and it's always fun to be like, you know, so and so is ranked number one in his draft and all of this. But um, when you told me that you I bleh, when you told me that you were going to have me on, I went and looked at that and kind of compared it to what's going on just to see how these draft rankings work and it's just it's. Uh, it's just good for it's good information. He went out of his way. I mean, he did so much work on this thing. I came in like one eightieth out of one eighty ninth or something. I mean, my my draft was so bad. It was ranked the worst in the league or in the uh, in my league, league eight. And I so I guess I can't feel so bad about the fact that I'm like ninth overall. And you know, I've been making moves all the time and. 
So being it was a hundred and let's see, hundred and eighty fifth overall. No bueno, dude. No bueno. Especially there's a hundred and ninety nine ninety five total, so Yeah, and um, sometimes we have bad drafts, but then you you know, you've rebounded a little bit. You're ninth place in your league. Let's see, where are you do you know where you're at in the overall right now? I um yeah, oh, I do. Hundred and twentieth. Uh, yeah. So, so that's I mean not bad. Not as bad as it looked at the beginning, but I have to say that I've dropped out of my original team, I think I've dropped at least 12, 12 or 13 players, some of them twice, you know. But I, I feel like this. With football, it's a lot harder to do. With basketball, it's, it's, it's a little bit easier because it's such a long season. With these long seasons like this, the ability to make, to make up for any kind of draft mistakes is a lot better. Um, in football, there's a lot of luck involved. People get injured. There's nothing you can do about that. There's no way to tell who's going to get injured at the draft. And um, so that, but with baseball, if somebody does get injured, there's so many players, there's so many, te- you know, it's so long of a season that there's always somebody that you can pick up off the waiver. And that's one of the things I love about baseball. Although I really wish this league was daily moves. Mm-hmm. I think that it would have been um, easier to catch up, like easier to make way. But regardless, it is what it is. I, um, ninth place, I'll be happy with it, actually, considering this team. And we'll definitely be moving to probably not daily moves, but at least uh, a couple times a week being able to make moves for your roster because it, it is difficult to make up uh, room. If, if your guy gets hurt or, or is sent down to the minors on Monday, having to wait till the next week to make that change, it can be, can be a little bit frustrating. So we're definitely going to find a happy medium somewhere in between for next season. Are you enjoying the format? Yeah, I mean, you mean as far as having one catcher and two utilities? That's really the biggest Well, and and also, uh, you know, playing against so many different people. I play against these people in a lot of leagues, so I guess, yeah, playing against so many people, although it's, today was the first time I actually even looked at the overall standings, because why bother when you're, (laughs) you know, like, why bother? um, I guess... To me, it didn't really affect me as far as playing against all of these people. It was more just the people in my league that I focused on mostly, you know? Yeah, no, I I, I totally get that. I, I've been trying to keep away from looking at the overall standings. I don't, <laughs> I, I'm looking at it now just for, for, for the podcast's sake, and I'm 153rd in the overall. So uh, I totally get not wanting to look at that. Um, does your, or have you had any issues with your league in general? Has there been... Any uh, issues getting hold of people? Has there been any issues with trying to make trades? Uh, no, I made a couple bad trades this season, so I have that to be proud of, and that went that went over without a hitch. Um, I think <laughs> I traded Patrick Corbin for Enciarte. Mm. Yeah, that's... which was it was a bad idea. I didn't believe in Corbin too much, and I, I honestly. I have to, eventually you have to change your mind, you know, I mean, the statistics, they speak for themselves. I was concerned about his velocity going down. I was concerned just that he had never really lasted a full season that good. So, but he's still like right on top of it. So, um, I I was right there with you on Corbin. Corbin was the guy that I kept, kept saying, no, this can't last, this can't last, this can't. And and eventually you just go, well, it lasted (laughs) and I, I completely missed out on it. Totally. I know. And not only did you miss out, but you traded for a guy that 
yeah, his stolen base is okay, but Inciarte is not having a good season either. Either way, I'm not trying to like fill this podcast with complaints, but no, there's been no. Um, I have not seen any kind of problems in the league. I haven't heard of anything. I I did have a little bit of trouble like with Fantrax. This is my second year using Fantrax, but once you figure out how it works, it's very. It's a good website, obviously, and it continues to get better, which is one of the best things about it. Yeah, I think a lot of people struggled if it was their first time using fan tracks. But I think, like you said, once once you use it more and more, you realize how great of a site it is and how many different options it has. Uh, and uh, we hope that we'll continue our partnership with them uh, in the future. L- let's talk about you. When did you start uh, following fantasy baseball? So um, about 2000, I will say about 2007 or 8, I was playing fantasy baseball against these guys at my job at the time. And uh, I was like, I wanted to win really bad. It was on CBS. I liked, I liked, I mean, it was my first year playing even. So I wanted to win. I was out looking for podcasts. I found Blog Talk Radio. I found Fantasy Pros 911. I listened to Lenny and Tony and Paul. I became friends with them just from being in the chat room, you know, during the podcast. And then I started doing shows with Lenny. I started writing for Roto Experts and Fantasy Pros 911. And then just really stayed with Roto Experts until it changed into FNTSY and um, just kind of went from there. You know, I, I started going to the Baseball HQ First Pitch Forums that happen every November in the first week of November. It's the weekend. It's just this great weekend where a lot of people from the industry, a lot of like uh, pioneers in the industry meet up and we go and watch um, prospects play in the Arizona Fall League. And we have like um, meetings and seminars and stuff like that. And it, it really made me um, a lot more knowledgeable as far as baseball goes and like prospects go. And in the industry, I started to become friends with people. I really kind of just didn't really jump into it with two feet. I kind of slowly made friends and and just kind of stayed in the background for a while. But being a woman, I mean, a lot of people will say being a woman is hard in the industry, but I will say that for me, it's been such a blessing to be a woman. I'm not like, I mean, utilize your tools, right? Because the diversity thing is big and people want to have women that understand the game and understand how to win and can compete with experts. So the doors were pretty much wide open for me when I wanted to get in. And I'm very lucky and thankful for that. So I think that's a really interesting point is I think for some women, the, uh, the trip has been a little rockier because they aren't taken as seriously. But I think, uh, for, you know, women like yourself, especially women who, uh, are kind of trailblazers within the industry and were the first through, it, it maybe was a little bit of an advantage. It's kind of interesting. It's absolutely an advantage. I mean, if you can really just take it for what it is, you know, and, and um, just utilize the tools that you have and the ways that you can, you know. Um, for me, I, I will say one thing. There's a stigma with women There's a there's in the industry because a lot of times you don't see the women as analyzing the games and stuff they're mostly in the in the past they've been mostly there to ask questions to be kind of like eye candy and so that whole kind of idea of the woman in the conversation doesn't really know anything it's it's just kind of like a given that she's not as smart as the rest of the guys and I've tried like really hard to avoid having that type of um just you know that being known as that type of person, I really want to be the guy that's asked the questions and not the guy that's, an- you know, I want to be the one that's answering the questions, not the one to asking the questions. So 
but yeah, it hasn't really been hard. I just kind of decided the direction that I wanted to take with that and went from there. But there's, um, as we move along in the fantasy industry and as it grows, there's more and more women coming around and I think that's great. And I try to support all of them. You know, I think the best thing that any woman can do is be knowledgeable because that will go so much further than how hot you are, you know? <laughs> I mean, in certain ways, sometimes that's, you know, if the job it, it's asking for a cute girl, then that's what you want to, you know, that's if you're applying for that job, then you want to be the cutest girl. If you're applying for a fantasy expert job, then you want to be knowledgeable. And I think that really tries to, I mean, it sets the tone for the rest of the women in the business. So I, I completely agree with you. And I think uh, uh, that that's some great advice. And I, I love that you are helping kind of break some of those stereotypes of women in sports and in fantasy sports and in general uh, that women don't know anything and that women, uh, you know, are just there because of their looks or, or for other reasons. So uh, it, it's, it's great having people like you in the field that are kind of tearing apart those stereotypes. Thank you very much. Of course. Um, let's, uh, l- let's talk, uh, a little bit about uh, what you do over at Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports. It, it's a uh, you know a great site. Lenny's been in the business for a long time. You guys have live podcasts, things like that. What do you do over there? So we're just kind of building. We're what we've been trying to do. The reason that we started the website in the beginning is because we didn't want to have like. Um, any kind of restrictions on the number of podcasts that we could do. We didn't want to pay for podcasts. We figured why not just start a website, then we can podcast any damn time we want and nobody's going to tell us or play commercials, you know, and advertising. I really, um, I hate going to websites and having advertising pop up all over the place. I just really want to be there and be kind of left alone. I mean, I understand that people need to make money and stuff, but we've really tried to focus on staying away from that. We only just really we're trying to build a community mostly and we have and the people that we've we have coming to our website and members of the site are are super people they come to the chat room all the time and we do live podcasts so um you know when when the podcast is going live you can be in the chat room you can ask questions you can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about with the other people in there so it's kind of like like minds you know together um we are building our website at the moment and trying to make it like bigger and better and offer more things and we're going to try to offer mock drafts and sell some clothing and stuff like that but um you know that's that's just what we're trying we didn't really want to jump into that either with two feet because we wanted to kind of test the waters i learned wordpress from like the ground up so basically just learning as i go and building it and meeting people and talking with other people in the industry and trying to provide something to the people that love to play fantasy, you know, that they can't get everywhere else. And I know you understand the issue because, I mean, there's some great websites out there. I mean, every day I use Fangraphs. Every day I use Rotowire. Um, these two websites for me are like, if I didn't have them, and there's no way to compete with that, you know. I don't, I'm not trying to compete with that, so trying to find something else that we can offer that's different, you know. And Lenny's, with his... Like you said, he's been doing podcasts and radio for 25 years. So we kind of, um, we grab onto that and work from there. And I, I know the uh, headache and pain it takes to run <laughs> your own website. And, you know, I help uh, run the Friends of Fancy Benefits one. I've just started this uh, website for the Invitational, tgfbi.com, which should be live 
hopefully right around the same time this podcast gets released. So, uh, you know, but it's, it's hard, you know, if you've never really done that kind of stuff before, some people are really technically inclined, um, or, you know, have the ability to pay someone to go to it for them. Uh, Right. But we're baseball fans. Okay. That's so there's a little bit of a, uh, there's a little bit of a stretch in between those, but uh, you, I don't know how old you are, but I'm going to be 43 this next month. And, um, right. I, I basically grew up right after, right before the whole internet technology thing started. And um, so just learning WordPress and stuff like that has given me so much more knowledge than I had before. And I'm sure you're in the same boat, at yeah. least partially. Yeah. Well, I, I, I always, growing up, I was the person that, oh, computers are for nerds. I'd rather go play outside and, you know, go yeah. play baseball. And now I'm wishing maybe I'd spent one or two more of those days inside learning the computer <laughs> stuff because is is uh you know and they oh, they make things a little bit easier for for those of us who aren't necessarily uh technically inclined but at, at the same time uh seeing what some people are able to do in just a short period of time is pretty amazing um uh, but I'm learning I'm learning little by little with uh with uh, the friends of fancy benefits website and the TGFBI website so uh, it, it'll hopefully all come together just in time for next year's uh, Invitational. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you too. <laughs> Do you have any advice uh, uh, for people who are getting into the industry? I would say that, well, okay, so I've been uh, in the industry. I would say that, you know, I started writing and being involved in the industry about eight, ten years ago, and I would say that I've seen a lot of people come and go. And I think that one of the reasons for that is that people – um, they, everybody thinks they know everything. Don't, don't act like you know everything. That's one big thing. Just don't act like you know everything. Just try to take direction and be thankful that you're getting direction from people that want to share it with you instead of trying to just do it your own way. You know, like there's tried and true ways. There's the, the people in the industry are super friendly. They're welcoming. You know that. I mean, you're the best example I've ever seen of that, that just came in and just made friends with everybody. And, and so that goes a long, long way. Be willing to, uh, what, the first time that you were in Tout Wars, you flew out there. I don't know if you were planning on coming out to Tout Wars just to be um, just to be part of the networking that goes on there and stuff, but you were able to take over and you drafted for Stefania Bell, and that was huge for your, for your spot in the industry. Um, right, you're going to have to probably write for free for a little bit to get known, try to do your rankings, get them posted somewhere make friends with people, show up at events and those kind of things and just stop acting like you know everything. Because <laughs> nobody does. Because if you did, we'd all, I mean, you'd be rich. I, if I knew everything, I would be rich, you know. <laughs> this is all opinions and like the best off advice I could give for fantasy people that play fantasy and not necessarily trying to get in the industry but actually just trying to win their leagues for, you know, to make don't believe everything that you hear don't listen to one podcast and be like okay this guy says this so it's the way it is it's not the way it is the best thing you could do is to give yourself and arm yourself with as much knowledge and as many different points of view as possible to make your own point of view you know understand the stats understand where you know what people are talking about when they say launch angle i just found out that this year okay so don't don't feel bad i found out barrel this year you find out new stuff all the time, but whatever it is that's helping, you know, to prospect, um, project player values, that's, you know, make your own auction values. Just make sure that your own auction values add up to the right amount of money that's going to be spent in the draft total. Like, 
if there's 12 people in the draft and they each get $260, the amount of money that's available to spend is, is $260 times 12. That's it. No more, no less. So all your players that you feel like are going to be drafted in that draft need to add up to that number. And then that's really the only thing that you can do. It doesn't matter if it's your values, if it's some, you know, if it's Rotowire's values, it just has to add up to the right amount of money. I think that's a big mistake people make all the time. They just start throwing numbers around valuing players and you're, you know, you're valuing players at like $5,000 total when there's only, you know, 2,200 available to spend. Well, I think one of the things you mentioned too, that's really important that I don't think that uh, people really think about when they're getting in the industry is showing up, showing up to events. Like you said, I, I, I flew all the way across country for Tout Wars two years ago with no, no nothing in mind that I was going to actually be able to participate. I was just going to show up and shake hands and let people see my face. And, uh, and it really, you know, kind of helped propel my kind of liftoff in the last year or so. Um, and you've gone to uh, the, the Baseball HQ forums at, at uh, AFL uh, and gotten to meet a lot of people. I'm sure that's helped you quite a bit. Huge. You know, Huge. I, I think if people are wanting to, uh, you know, break into the industry or if they're already in the industry and they want to kind of take it to another level, uh, they have to kind of put their, themselves out there and they've got to put themselves in front of the right people. And uh, I think that's something that both you and I have tried to do. Yeah, I mean, in order to meet people and make friends, you kind of have to be in the vicinity, you know, that they're in. So, I mean, that is the best advice I could possibly give, which is to show up at things, show that you're interested, that you, you know, want to meet these people. Everybody will be friendly, you know, grab a hold of somebody's hand like Lenny or myself or Justin and just make friends with them and don't try to advertise all the time in their Facebook groups. Just go there and talk to people. And that's the best advertising that you can do instead of just stopping by, throwing up your DFS picks for the day and then leaving. It really is a bad bet. Some of these social media things and ways to get your podcast out or your articles out, they're so bad for you. Like, because the, the administrators of the groups, the Facebook groups, whatever it is, they go to their group and they see this person just doing that. And then their name, I mean, I, I just get annoyed. It's like, come on, you gotta have, there's no book for this. This is just common etiquette, like normal respect for other people. So if you want to advertise your stuff, that's fine. Just involve yourself a little bit in the group or get permission before you do it. And you know what I mean? I think that's huge. I'm glad you mentioned this because uh, this is one of those things that I, I was talking to one of my uh, newer writers over, over Friends of Fantasy Benefits, and he's like, well, how do I gain attention and followers? And I said, get involved in conversations on social media. Social media is a fantastic tool, but don't be that person that like goes to a conversation on Twitter or a post on Facebook uh, and just instead of you know jumping in the conversation and talking about what they're talking about, like post your article. Yeah. Like, no one likes that person, and you're not going to be invited on to a podcast or onto the radio or asked to write for a site if you're just randomly going and posting your stuff places. Get involved and let people remember, hey, oh, yeah, this is the guy I was talking to last week about, you know, exit velocity, or this is the guy that I, I talked to, you know, a couple days ago about this, and now we're talking about this. Maybe this is an interesting person that I need to follow. Uh, and I need to kind of look into seeing uh, what their work is. Totally. And don't always, yeah, 
um, engaging in conversation is huge. Being friendly about it is also huge. Uh, just when you respond to somebody's question, like, should I, um, which for the next week, you know, which pitcher should I play pitch for the next week? Give insightful answers. Don't just be like the name of the pitcher. Just be like, and the reason why is because of this. And then it stands out so much compared to the majority of people who just basically just write down the first thing that comes to their mind because they want to be the guy that answers the question. You know, there's something to be said about the guy. Like when somebody asks a question, you feel proud when you're answering the question. But if you're actually doing it to genuinely help somebody out and have a good reason why, there's nothing better than having a guy like that involved in conversation, you know? I, I'm definitely the guy who answers with one word answers, but that's only because I get a <laughs> ton of questions uh, and I try I'm to sure. answer every single one. Like I, I get hit up on Twitter and Facebook constantly, whether it's uh, publicly or through my DMs. Uh, and I, I try to answer every single question that I can. I can't always. I, I know there were a few when I was moving uh, about a month ago that I missed and I, and I apologize to those people. Uh, okay, when but when you're... But I mean, look, okay, there's a difference between you and just somebody that's trying to get into the industry because when you are being asked hundreds of questions a day, you're trying to move. I mean, you have a life, you have a real job, a real job. I mean, you know, whatever. You have like a, a career that you do, you have a family. And so at least the fact that you at least answer the questions. Um, one thing, one pet peeve of ours, I'm sure you can relate with this one, is when somebody gets on and says, Oh, Lenny, I've listened. I listen to you on Sirius all the time. I listen to your football podcast, whatever. And Lenny's like, Oh really? Like I, he hasn't done a football podcast in, I don't know, several years, you know, and, or when they ask a question to every expert that they know, they just basically just a hundred people that they, any expert that they can find, they just ask them all the same question. So like, how are you going to, who's, whose answer are you going to decide to take? Are you just going to go with the guy that gets the most answers? Uh, you know, this is not really helping anybody out and just basically wasting time. Don't ask questions about players that you can look up easily on fan graphs. Like, because when you're asked a question, the first thing you do is if you, if you want to answer it properly, the first thing you do is go to fan graphs and compare the two players, what they've been doing for the last couple of weeks. And all of these things are things that we should be teaching people how to do rather than just to just rely on an expert all the time. Like, because everybody thinks they're an expert, by the way. There's 195 of them in just the invitational that you did. <laughs> so. And they're going to be a hell of a lot more next year. I will say, if, if, if you, like, if you send me a question on Twitter and, and you also tag, like, Jason, Colette, and, and Paul Spore, and, you know, guys I do a podcast with, I'm totally fine with that. But if you tag yeah. me with 25 other fantasy analysts and you expect me to like wade through all the responses and all that and, and, and give you my, my two cents. And uh, I, I'm probably not going to do that. If I'm not the first person to answer it, I'm probably just going to say, well, that person answered it for you. Um, it, it's uh, it can be a little frustrating because you're right. Like if you either trust an analyst or you don't. Uh, and so like, why are you asking it of 65 people? So you can get the answer that you already want. Well, yeah, and a lot of times people ask questions just to encourage their own pick. Like if they if they mm -hmm. say to you, should I draft Aaron Nola or Severino? And they really want to draft Aaron Nola and you happen to say Severino, they go, are you sure? Because I really like, well, what about this? And it's like immediately you know that the real reason that they wanted they to ask the question. They just want to pat on their back. They just really want support. Yeah. You know, like they really, they really want a little bit of backup is what they want. <laughs> the same people like who ask me to like, 
either grade their trade or grade their draft. I They're just, just throw, bragging. I just They're throw bragging. a random letter out there. And it's usually it's usually a C minus, just because it, that, that's my way of saying I don't really care. Like you, yes. you passed, but you didn't do that well, and I, I I didn't even look at your team. So when instead of saying what do you think of my team, say I'm really proud of this team. Check it out. What do you think? Like that. There okay, you go. fine. Yeah, no, then, I'm, then you, I'm down you know, for they, that. But instead of and and what am I going to say about your draft anyway? Am I going to tell you that it's a crappy draft? We don't know. Honestly, maybe it's yeah. not all the the guy. The guy to your probably... right may have just crushed your team, and I have no idea because I'm not looking at his team. Yeah, exactly. So, I, and what I I can't even reiterate it enough that it's there is a sense of reward that you get when you actually do listen to the experts for what they want for what they are. They have an opinion. They study baseball every day. Lenny and I got a lot of questions on Sirius. We love taking questions. We love helping people out. But use the information that you get to build your own answers. Do not rely on somebody else to give you the answers so that you can blame them when your fantasy team doesn't do well. There is a definite sense of um, reward when you are able to take that and did you know deduce it down into what. To, into real actions that could help you actually win the league. And don't quit in the middle of the season. That's a big problem in fantasy. People quitting. Well, probably because, like, Sirius Radio goes to football and everybody just starts talking football. Half the league is gone by September, you know, not even doing anything, just trying to win football next. But, yeah, that's all. I I sound bitchy, probably. But I'm, <laughs> I'm a typically a friendly lady. <laughs> I think you sound great. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, dude. And by the way, I do take it as a huge compliment that you had me on because there's, like we said already, 195 people in this league. And the fact that I got to be in one of the week's podcasts is very pleasing for yeah, me. It's so only, thank you. It's only the 20th episode of, the, of this podcast. And I think the only maybe like the 10th one of this format where we actually talk about the person on. I love it. Thanks so much. Anytime. See you soon. Bye. That's going to do it for another episode of the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational Podcast. A uh, big shout-out and thanks to Andrew Lamont for coming on. And a uh, shout-out to her husband as well, Lenny Melnick from Lenny Melnick's Fantasy Sports, who's a fantastic guy within the industry, helps out a lot of people, uh, has helped out myself included. Uh, you can follow Andrea on Twitter at RotoLady. Follow me on Twitter at JustinMasonFWFB. You can follow the Great Invitational, uh, the podcast, and the website over at TGFBI. And of course, go check out the new website, TGFBI.com, where you can see the entire standings uh, and really seeing what Smata has done uh, for the standings page. It's, it's truly remarkable. I am not responsible for that. That uh, The standings uh, and what he's done with that tableau is 100% him. He deserves a lot of credit for that, and I'm really appreciative to him for uh, putting that all together. You can check out not just uh, who's doing the best in the standings or who's doing worse in the standings, but you could like sort by like how each website is doing or sort by like how many players uh, or how many of this uh, times this player end up on a championship team. You can see things by individual league. It's, it's amazing what he's done. So you can go check that out uh, over on TGFBI.com. Uh, and uh, and kind of play around with that tool. Uh, I'll be putting up all the podcasts for this uh, podcast up there as well, uh, and I'll actually uh, probably add some other stuff over there too. It's going to be a slow process, but big news, you can get the standings over there, and if you want to sign up for next year's Great Fantasy, Being, 
Fantasy Baseball Invitational. That's over there as well. So, also a big shout out to Rotoware.com and Kenneth Cashman, the proprietor over there, who is responsible for our intro and outro music, and we really appreciate him letting us use this music uh, for that. Uh, also, a big shout out to Fantrax, who hosts all the leagues as well as this podcast, and appreciate them being a huge part of the first year of the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. Got a few more weeks left. Tim McLeod next week, Van Shipley the week after that, uh, and probably three or four more weeks before we wrap up the first season of the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational Podcast. I appreciate you riding all with us throughout this entire process. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode. For Andrew and myself, thank you for listening. Have a fantastic baseball season. First place in my league, got a blockbuster on the way, and a pickup on my sleeve. They call my team insane, say I'm the one to beat. So you better bring your red game and start playing, cause every single week another win for me. Yo, Commissioner, you can just pay me now. City win first place, then take a bow. Finish on top, I'ma set the standard. Don't believe me, you could check the standing. When I draft, I'll make smart selections. Got more sleepers than a narcoleptic. Meet your match, kid, my lineup's nasty. It's far-fetched thinking you might catch me. No surprise, I'm taking home the prize. Only time I rest is a playoff by. Make amazing finds off the wave of wire. All day and night, better stay retired. See me in first, all proud and cozy. Bro, please, I can't even count my trophies. Bragging, even when my bats are slumping, I'ma pack a Punch that track of junkie. Only one little wanna play. First place in my league. Got a blockbuster on the way. And a pickup on my sleeve. They call my team insane. Say I'm the one to beat. So you better bring your red game and start playing. Cause every single week another win for me. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everything. 